Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Welcome, and thank you for joining us for episode number 136 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. Today, we're talking about navigating your payroll transition with the help of a CPA, because Lord knows we all need CPA's help with, with this topic. So to join me and help us talk through this is Jamie Staley. Welcome. Hi, Megan. Nice to see you today. Yeah, good to see you with your snowy background as we record a little early here. Yes, it's it's been a fun, fun couple of weeks with our wintry weather. Dreaming of the San Diego sun in 70s right now. Well, we just flooded. So oh, that's right. I didn't hear about the rain. I'm like, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Crazy weather. Weather's just crazy right now, but mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully it warms up for everybody. Yeah. So I know you just recently went through a payroll transition with one of our clients. So it's hot off the press. You are ready to go with very fresh memories of what challenges can arise and kind of some some things to consider so that you can plan ahead for the unexpected because no matter how well you plan, it's like events, right? Like there's always something that comes up that you didn't consider or didn't expect and you kind of just have to roll with the punches. Yes. One of the things, one of the biggest takeaways, which may scare some people, it's just <laughs> you think it all goes so well and then you're like, oh, wow, like I can't believe some of the things that possibly can happen if you're not prepared and not planning ahead. So I definitely think this is a really good topic to talk through just so that people who are considering it, you know, sometimes it's very necessary, but can just think through the, you know, the things that may go sideways and what are the things we need to be thinking about. And so I think it's a really good topic to chat about today. So I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. You know, payroll is always a very fun and exciting topic. You know, payroll is very personal for for you as a business owner, you want to make sure you're getting people paid timely, paid accurately. There's no surprises. You know, those things are very personal. You don't want to mess up payroll. People are, you know, mm-hmm. depending on their money. And so you've got to be very careful about any changes that you are making yeah. to those types of things. So it is very important to think through it, lay out a plan, make sure you're asking lots of questions and make sure you're communicating to everybody, especially your employees, so that they they understand and know what might might go sideways and and to be to be aware of that. So yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And just hearing secondhand of all the the things that you kind of have to navigate as you're working through a payroll transition, it almost sounds like, oh gosh, I don't even want to go through that. But I know you said there's times where it's necessary. So what are some of the reasons that someone might even consider doing that? Because <laughs> in all honesty, it's like, well, never mind. I'll just stick with whatever payrolls that come out. We know how to do it. We'll just we're do good. it. We'll just keep yeah. If it, it ain't broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, there are definitely some considerations you want to have, you know, in making this decision. If you're doing things very manually, that is one one thing you really should consider making a switch and making it a more automated system. So if you are manually cutting checks, signing checks, distributing checks, 
something to really consider. And even if part of the process you're doing is manual, back in, you know, when I started 10 years ago, we would process payroll through certain systems, maybe even QBO at the time. I don't know if it's similar now, but at the time we could process payroll pretty easily. But then the second step of processing all the taxes and making sure the payroll taxes went to the right places and and are we filing the forms quarterly, the 941s and the 940, and then at the end of the year, W-2s, that all fell back to us having to do it manually in some regards. Like we could use the system to do it, but we had to like initiate the system and review the system in the process. And so one thing I would say that if you are doing any part of that manually or on your own, I would really consider making a change to where you can essentially have the whole process outsourced. So that you're leveraging, you know, if you can automate these processes, they're very, you know, similar processes every two weeks, every week, every, you know, twice a month, however often you might be processing, it's a very similar system so that it can be systematized. So, you know, automation can save you time, can save you money, can reduce errors. So the benefits there, while the payroll transition is not always a pleasant one, may just really be worth it in the long run if you do a cost benefit analysis. So that that is something I would highly consider if you're doing things on a manual basis. There's also other reasons like maybe you're not happy with your current provider. Mm-hmm. Maybe the customer service isn't really great. Maybe there's errors that are happening constantly and you're still having to put in a lot of time and effort and it's just not going well and you just don't want to deal with that. I've used lots of different systems. I, you know, I can definitely recommend ADP. We've used them for a long time. There's paychecks, there's paylocity. There's lots of good systems out there that really do handle a lot of the areas so that you can kind of get some relief from having care of all those things or even just being a payroll expert. I mean, if you're processing payroll on your own, you hopefully have somebody who is very knowledgeable about all the different angles and and requirements of processing payroll. So For sure, you know, if you're having some struggles and you're aggravated and your current payroll processing system isn't working, I've definitely ran into this. We were using at that time a smaller automated system and we just would have so many issues with, you know, kind of maybe outside areas like the 401k processing was just a hassle and a problem and we kept having issues with it. And so finally, you're like, it's not helpful to automate payroll if I still have all these other side issues. So we went into, you know, we looked into a different system at that time. And then one other area, which maybe people don't always think about is sometimes you have too sophisticated of a system <laughs> that you don't really need and, and, and want and can leverage all the kind of benefits of. And so I had one client that we, they on their own decided to upgrade to kind of a higher level platform, which seemed like it was going to be really great for them. And in that regards, they were looking for more HR services. So it kind of came along with it. However, you know, after using that system for a year, the, the system itself was just so much more complex and needed so much of an expert to be able to manage that system. Even as CPAs, we were struggling to find data and run yeah. reports and doing those types of things. And so we made the decision to kind of back up and do go back into a simpler, more straightforward system that more people on their team could run and manage and handle instead of having to have one of you know, one of us as a CPA actually being very involved with payroll. And so that could be something where you kind of just got into it or someone said, you know, maybe the group suggested you move into this platform and you're realizing this isn't saving me time and, and money. And it's really more complicated and more difficult for me to process it. And so maybe we need a different platform 
And that can sometimes be within the same system. For instance, this was with like a higher level ADP. I want to say it's called total source. So it's kind of a step up. Hmm. We went back to like an ADP run, which is just a lot more straightforward. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things as we talk about, you know, when you're going to look into selecting a payroll provider, things you want to ask about so that you're understanding and you're getting kind of that system that really is what you need and not, you know, not too much and not too little. Right. Well, and I think you listed off three or four just off the top of your head systems that are available. So that can also be overwhelming when you kind of start looking at, okay, we need a switch, but oh my gosh, there's so many different options. And how do I know how to make the right selection? And so how do you even start or what do you suggest for business owners looking to switch? Like where is a good place to start with that? Yeah, there's a lot of information overload out there. You probably are getting emails and bombarded by all kinds of groups that you're not sure mm-hmm. if you if they're reputable or if they're, you know, you know, a great a good provider or not a good provider. So I highly re- recommend getting at least three different options to consider and compare against. If you can get recommendations from friends, other business owners, you know, other people in the, in your industry, that's a great place to start. Do they like them? Are they having success? That's a good way, way to start. So I would find at least three options. I would do some research on those options, pricing, if there is any that you can find. Otherwise, you got to probably do some demos with them and have them just walk you through the process, walk you through the system, ask questions that you know you you know that you need to be able to do, right? We process every every other Friday and these are the things we do and these are the types of payroll we have. You know, maybe you have salaried people, so it's very straightforward. Or maybe you have hourly people. So how are we going to track the time? Are we going to track it within your system? Do we have a system? So lots of things you want to like dive into as you're researching and demoing them. Mm-hmm. One other thing that I think a lot of people and business owners overlook is you need to have both your HR person or group and your accounting group involved from the beginning, making the decisions of what system you're using. There's a lot of great questions they're going to ask that you as a business owner aren't going to know. You know, HR is not going to know about the accounting questions to ask and vice versa. I end up getting into a lot of transitions where HR made the decision or just the business owner made the decision. And then accounting comes in and we're just left with, well, we just have to deal with it. And it'd be so great if we could have asked those questions up front or had the business owner think about it a little bit more. And maybe this wasn't the right selection or maybe just this level of service wasn't right. So being able to have an HR representative from your team and an accounting representative along with kind of the decision maker is really helpful, right? Then you get people bouncing ideas off each other, asking, thinking about different angles, accounting people. I don't always think about the HR perspective and what we need to know Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So I think it's really important from the beginning, if you can have those groups involved so that they're asking questions and you're getting, you know, maybe none of these three are the right answer. Maybe we need to go look for something different. So getting those conversations going is really important in trying to make the best decision for your company. I think that's a a good point because I think that happens a lot in business, right? Where you kind of think just linearly like, okay, we need a new payroll system. Obviously that goes to HR, right? And you don't really think about the implications to what else that's going to touch. And then it's kind of the scramble after you've already made the decision and some of your team is left to just pick up the pieces and figure it out. So I think that's a good point. Just kind of stepping back and, okay, who who all is this going to affect and who, what input do we need to make the most knowledgeable decision that we can? 
yeah, I mean, none of this is going to be perfect and, and, and streamlined. You're going to run into bumps in, along the way. But the more you can get out up front, then you know, right? Now I know three months before it's happening, this is probably a problem and I need to start preparing for how we're going to handle that. Instead of getting pulled in last minute and bam, now you have this big problem. <laughs> you had no idea what's coming your way. Mm-hmm. No, no, no thoughts to how can we plan for this, avoid it, mitigate it, pull extra personnel to help, you know, deal with it. So those are the things that just can help make the transition a little bit more smooth. Yeah. And and like you said, help everybody in the preparation process too. Because as we all know, there's going to be things that come up that you can't plan for. That's life. Yep. But the the most that we can prepare, the best that we can pre- prepare, we want our, ourselves and our team to be ready for that. So what are some of the recommendations beyond including them in the decision-making process that you would suggest to have everybody be the best prepped that they can be for a transition? Yeah, I think another area you have to consider and talk through is the timing of the transition so that you can make the best decision for for your for your company. The timing sometimes to people doesn't matter. The payroll companies tell you it doesn't matter. We can do it any time of the year, which <laughs> is in fact true. They can do it any time of the year. But I, as an accounting professional, can advise you that there are certain times of the year that make it a lot better and less painful. <laughs> Could and should are two different right. things, you can, right? You can <laughs> transition and we have on like the 20th of February because that was a payroll day and that made sense to people and they said yes. Yeah. However, I highly recommend, number one, if it's at all possible, transition on the first of the year. That will reduce a lot of year, mid-year data that has to transition from one payroll processing company to another. Mm-hmm. I have run into many an error and many an issue with not doing it on the first. Now, that doesn't mean you can't. And there's a lot of reasons you you don't want to. But, you know, if you can and if the timing allows, I would highly recommend going, hey, we're going to go on the first of next year and that's when we're going to do it. So if you're maybe planning this mid, mid-year, June, July, August, you start the planning process, you're choosing three different solutions. You take some time to research and demo them. You get HR and accounting involved and everybody makes a decision in October. Okay, great. Now we are ready on January 1st to do this. We still have several months of planning and prep and we can do it. Now, the downside of doing it on the first is that year end is a very complicated time, right? So do you want to come back from the holiday on the first day of the year and have a whole new payroll system? That's one of the downsides of doing it that way, right? So it it it, it removes the year to date mid-year transition, which has really caused me a lot of heartache as I try to transition payroll for my clients. So I would highly advise working through that and doing that as much as you can. Now, you know, we've done several where that's just not gonna work. We have 300 employees. We can't do that on the first of the year in the midst of all the other chaos and you know, short weeks with the holidays and things like that. So if you are going to time it out differently, I would recommend timing it out on a quarter. So, you know, can you do it on April 1st so that we have a clean cutoff? We know what has happened in, you know, the first quarter, what's going to happen with a new company going forward. So, you know, you can make clean cutoffs that make things a little bit easier for you. So if you can't do it on the first, I would recommend on a quarter. If you can't do it on the quarter, I mean, like I said, you can do it whenever you want. Some of the complications is just making sure you get that data over, which again, the payroll companies tell you will be very simple and not a problem. And we do this all the time. In theory. Then, 
you spend hours and hours and hours trying to make sure that when somebody gets a W-2 from the new company the next year, they have accurate data. So if you switch over on April 1st, you've got to get data from January from March out of your old payroll system into the new payroll system. And then you as the accounting team needs to verify that that's accurate. And I 100% put that on your accounting team. Don't trust the payroll company because then the next year when W-2s go out and they're all wrong, you're going to have a big headache on your hands and you don't want that. So that is like the biggest complication with the timing is just if you're going to have to move data. Now, if you have three employees, this is a lot easier, right? If you have 300 employees, this becomes complicated, right? And depending on the system you're coming from, the reporting may not be really great for the new company to understand, enter, you know, tie out as well. And so you just really want to be cognizant of moving around and what that's going to entail for your accounting team. So if you know you're doing this mid-year and you know you're going to need your accounting team, make sure you're communicating, hey, this is going to be a, a rough patch. We're going to have to do this, this, and this to make sure that we're getting the data accurate. Again, we talked about it. Payroll is very personal. You don't want to be messing up their paychecks. You don't want their pay stubs. You know, like a lot of times we'll hold off or sometimes you can pull pull back the year to date amounts on the paycheck so that they're not like, hey, this isn't correct. You know, this is, you know, as you're trying to work through making it accurate in the new system. So you have some, you know, options to trying to make sure Again, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Communicating with your employees as well. Hey, this is what's happening. This may not be exactly correct. We are working to get it accurate. You know, in the end, it will will get there. But so there's just a lot of complications on the timing. So if you can do it on the first and you can make that work with your teams, you don't have to worry about moving data. So that's like one whole item that just falls off the list and you don't have to concern yourself with. Mm-hmm. So if that's all possible, I recommend that. And then I I would say the quarters if needed. And then if you're just stuck and you have to do it, it's a payroll date. Typically, you'll find, you know, one Friday that you're, you're going to switch over as of that date. But all of those things can just help make it a little bit, a little bit simpler and a little bit less painful. Okay. Are there any other challenges that you can kind of prepare teams for that they could be more proactive about and thinking about as they transition other than the timing? We want to definitely think through all of the information that's going to be needed in order to make that transition. So what will we need to provide to the new payroll providers? How are we going to get them that information? Sometimes the new system has a way for you to go in and you can maybe import it from your previous system, depending on how, you know, how up to date your previous system is, you know, but they're going to need employee information, right? W-4 information, addresses, names, birth dates, hire dates, salaries. So there's a lot of data, even if you do it on the first, (laughs) that has to come over for all of your current employees to move over. So you have to think through and ask them questions. How do we get that data to you? Is that something you help with? Is that something we're going to have to do? Again, you want to totally understand what manpower you're going to need to make the transition happen. Like, okay, can do we need a person to come in and do that? Is that something you do? And we can just review to make sure you got it all in there and update here and there. Is it something you send straight to the employee and have them fill it out? There's a lot of different ways they may do it. So you want to understand what's going to be required of you and your company versus the employees versus the new payroll system and make sure you're managing that because that's really important. They're going to also need documentations for the company, right? Your EIN number, your bank information, your address, all those key pieces of information so that they can produce paychecks. So 
You're going to need to make sure you're gathering that information. Again, how are we getting it to them? Again, how much manpower do you have to have on your team to make this happen smoothly? Okay. And another key component there that I I know you mentioned and said we talk about a little more is the communication to employees because that again like you said I feel like if you work in banking and deal with people or payroll and deal with people's pay or I will throw this one in there because I was a, a server for a couple of years <laughs> if you deal with their food people are get very upset if you mess with their food or their pay so you don't you never want to mess with those things no you absolutely do not I agree <laughs> Communication is key. So how have you helped kind of make sure that the employees have all the information that they need and the anxiety that they're feeling as they're getting maybe pay stubs that aren't reflecting accurate information? Because that anxiety can skyrocket pretty quick, right? If they're seeing something that, wait, is this being reported that I'm making more or less? Or how does this impact my time? Like you start getting a flood of questions when those aren't right. So how do you kind of help bridge that gap between as the transition is happening? Well, I think you said it, communication is key. You want to definitely make sure your employees know that this transition is happening, that there could be some hiccups when you move over. Mm -hmm. In the most recent one, you know, there was 200 plus employees and you don't want to send the email out that says, we're doing everything we can, but there could be an issue with your payroll. Yeah, yeah. But you also don't want there to be that issue with the payroll and you didn't give them a heads up. So right. kind of got to go back and forth, but you just want them to know, hey, we're doing everything on our side to make sure you get paid on time. And here's what's happening. Here's the timing. Here's the new paycheck. We're, you know, Here's the date of the new paycheck. And then as a company, you got to be prepared for things not working. You know, Mm -hmm. what if that direct deposit doesn't go through? How are we going to handle it to get people paid that day if it doesn't work properly? And we just threw this with the payroll transition I dealt with is everything seemed to be great and all the direct deposit and account and routing numbers had errors in them and we didn't find out we tried to process them. (laughs) And I want to say 40 to 50, 40% 40% of the people got paid properly, oh, but probably 60% did not. And so we were, you know, scrambling and we knew, obviously we knew it was a possibility. We we alerted them and communicated to them prior, mm-hmm. but you just don't know until you process it. Right? You just right. don't know what's going to happen. And so we just had a plan about how we were getting paychecks to people at their, it was, this was a construction company to their work sites, making sure they were able to get their pay on time if they needed it. Some of those deposits actually did go through, but it took like an extra day. So we also had the fun of trying to manage that. Oh, well, we handed them a paycheck on Friday and then on Monday, the deposit double paid. Oh, geez. Yeah. So there was definitely a lot of complications and hiccups. And, you know, again, the more employees you have, the harder the system manage and, and things like that. So you just have to be prepared and just let people know and have a backup plan. Hey, this could happen. How are we going to get you paid? You know, are, maybe we need to ask, like, if are you guys okay if you get paid a day or two late? Like, is that going to be a problem? If it is, please notify us. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure you're on the top of the list to getting that check. Because some people may be like, oh, next Wednesday's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. And others may be like, no, I need that money and I need it today. Obviously, the goal is to not to have to have this conversation, but it may happen. So you want to be prepared for how are we going to handle it? What's going to go on if it is? How do we... How do we mitigate the, you know, the problems? And and again, communicating to your, I think people understand, right? Hey, we're moving to a new system. 
we don't know how it works until we do it. So we've done everything on our end to make sure it works. But again, with the mass importation of data that we had, I think there was an issue with like a line got crossed, like everything got shoved down a line. And when it imported, it didn't import properly. Right. And so super hard and complicated to know, especially when half of them got in right. Half of them did not. So there's definitely things that can just go sideways and you just want to know. And so again, even if that's not the error, there could be other things. Maybe it just didn't hit the company bank account as it was supposed to. So if it doesn't pull money out of the bank account, they're not going to give it, get it out to an employee. So you just want to be mindful of what could happen and what does that feel like to your point? And how does that, what, how does that impact your employee? And what, if that was you, what do you want? You want to be notified in advance so that you can have it. Know that there's a backup plan that if you need your pay, they're going to find a way to get you your pay on the same timing as you always get it. And how can we, you know, usually how can we avoid this in the future, right? Right. Here's what happened. You probably need to communicate after the fact, right? We did run into this error. Here's what's happening. Here's how we're handling it. And it won't happen again, right? (laughs) As the employer, you need to be like, this won't happen again. Yeah. And so I think, you know, just from the beginning, the more communication, being transparent and letting them know what's going on helps a ton. Here's why we're changing systems. You know, we are a larger company than we were. We need to have a lot more automation than our current system allows. So we have to go through this process. It's not ideal. You know, change isn't always fun, but we've got to do it because it's going to give us a lot of benefits in the long run. And so I think people understand you know, hiccups happen. It's all technology. We love technology, but I think we all understand that technology does not always work <laughs> as it is supposed to. Right. So people have a fair amount of understanding. So if you have a plan, if you've been communicative, I don't think it will be a massive problem. We, again, we didn't have a massive, I mean, we had a massive problem in the payroll transition portion of it. Mm-hmm. But as far as communication, we created a system for people to log their problems. Did they get paid? Did they get paid part of their money? Not all of their money, not at all. You know, what were the issues? And then we worked through that kind of log just to make sure, hey, everybody's getting a paycheck, you know, that should be getting a paycheck that needs the paycheck right now. If you're saying you can wait a day, because like I said, some things just needed an extra day. It was just kind of a timing process. Mm-hmm. And so again, we don't know that. They, I mean, the payroll provider will tell you, you know, it's a bank by bank situation. If there's a brand new deposit coming in, they're trying to verify things. Mm. You might want to ask to the question because some payroll providers will do a test like deposit or Mm. test, you know, bank run. This company does not, this company we use did not offer that. So you might want to ask that question because I would probably ask that question and, and sway towards the people that, hey, let's run that one penny deposit to make sure we you like there's a bunch of errors you may need to like review this right again back to that you know really reviewing and asking questions of the different options you have that is something i would highly recommend asking (laughs) to avoid the pain of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah because like you said i mean your employees are going to understand to a point but they need their money right so to know that you're going to take care of them regardless and fix whatever it is and get them paid on time you know, it can really minimize a lot of the anxiety that can come around a transition like this for them. So, right. well, thank you so much for sharing your trauma 
to help us all learn. Yeah. <laughs> not I think it's a good use. It's, it's sometimes painful. Yeah. At least you're you're giving it a purpose. So <laughs> as we wrap up here, is there any other key takeaways that you'd like to share with our listeners if they're considering something like this? Yeah, just as a kind of summary, just do the research, make sure you're involving the right sets of people from your team, or if you need to bring in an outside, you know, CPA or outside HR perspective, making sure you're kind of getting both sides of that and putting together a good plan once you've selected the provider you're going to be changing to, putting up the timing, the plan, what we need to do, what they need to do, and really be in in constant communication with that new payroll provider to make sure things are going to happen on the time schedule you understand, that your employee is going to get paid timely. And again, make sure you communicate all of this to your employees. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Jamie, for for sharing everything. I'm sure our listeners appreciate all of it. As always, keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.